0: produced by life acumen helping organizations build high performance culture many successful executives in the corporate world have feelings of i am not enough and get worn down by putting on a mask of confidence where did this character come from what is the dirt that the the pearl is built around and the pearl is the personality that you build around yourself as a protection against that thought if they ever find out that i'm worthless if they ever find out that i'm not enough i'll be destroyed that was jim carrey the famous hollywood actor in one of his reflective interviews Welcome to Life Acumen at Work. Here is your host, Vinod Vadwani. Hi, I'm Vinod Vadwani, and this is Life Acumen at Work. In this episode, we will discuss how can high-achieving executives treat their inner critic to effectively navigate the duality of external confidence and internal feelings of inadequacy. Many successful executives get worn down with putting on a mask of confidence while burdened with internal feelings of incompetence. How can they navigate this duality? In most cases, these high achieving executives actually are quite competent, but because of their imposter syndrome, they tend to have internal pangs of incompetence. Before we discuss how one can navigate this duality, it is important to know that showcasing our competence and demonstrating confidence in our abilities is fundamental in an organizational context. Because in many cases, our contributions are not readily seen and recognized by others. One important reason this happens is that people are simply not great at assessing others' competence a critical trait for succeeding at work. Hence, perceptions of competence are just as important for success as actual competence. The reason that other people are not great at assessing other person's competence is that it is often difficult to untangle actual drivers of performance, including how much luck and difficulty level played a role. Because of this, people tend to evaluate competence based on other factors, Which means, you have to do more than produce results to convince them of your expertise. One way to do this is by showcasing competence and demonstrating confidence in your abilities. Hence, people with imposter syndrome should overcome the guilt they may have about putting on a mask of competence. Research done on connection between projected confidence and perceptions of competence suggests that observers tend to perceive people projecting confidence as more competent than their modest contemporaries. The research also alluded that this happens to be the case even when their performance suggests otherwise. But why do people view confident others as more competent even when their performance suggests otherwise? One explanation is that we have a tendency to believe what we are told, and to confirm our beliefs by selecting information that supports them. The term for this is confirmation bias. So, if you project confidence, others tend to believe you know what you are talking about, and they will then filter any ambiguous information to fit their initial impression. Having said that, it's unwise to project fake confidence when you know you won't perform well. Hence, to address this duality of internal feelings of incompetence while wearing a mask of confidence from the outside is to first convince your own self about your competence. This conviction can only come through introspection and asking yourself, what am I good at? What has been my greatest success so far? Why should others be led by me? What core expertise? I bring to the table that others don't. The inner critic in successful executives can be quite strong. How can one treat his or her inner critic? One of my coaches, in his early 40s, I will call him JD, told me that the only way he has been trying to deal with his inner critic is by ignoring or suppressing it. Whether right or wrong, JD was having a sense of worthlessness and a feeling of inadequacy and the only way he was dealing with it was to suppress the feeling by saying to himself, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Well, it is important to recognize that the most commonly used strategy which my coachy JD was using that is trying to ignore or suppress uh, his inner critic simply doesn't work. In fact, suppressing unpleasant feelings and emotions leads them to rebound with increased intensity and frequency. Rather than suppress your emotions, acknowledge that they are real, whether justifiable or not. The ploy to dealing with your inner critic is not to ignore avoid or suppress it, but to examine it. Examine it objectively and the emotions it raises, but don't allow yourself to be tormented by it. Recognize when and how it gets triggered. Once you understand the places your inner critic comes from, you'll be able to recognize when it's telling the truth and when to disregard what it says. To start with, understand that your inner critic can actually help you Your inner critic has evolved to help you set and meet high expectations. If you are open to it, then you can learn from it. So the advice here is that treat your inner critic like your consultant. Ask it, how will you help me achieve success? You can learn from your inner critic, but be careful to not give it too much authority. Find and maintain the right distance. Keep it close enough to be useful but not so close that it gets in your way. As soon as you hear your inner critic complaining, acknowledge the information, but always ask, is my inner critic helping me or hurting me? If what it's telling you saps your confidence, then ask it to step aside and continue on your way. There is no magic wand, no management theory which will make negative imposture go away. You will have to believe in your sense of inner courage, inner conviction, inner voice of your character. This is the part of your voice that is constant and consistent. It is grounded in fundamental principles about who you choose to be and what guides and motivates your interactions with others. Anchoring ourselves in the character we know we have keeps us grounded and happy in our own skin. As I wind up this episode, I would like to remind listeners that you can tune in to all episodes of Life Acumen at Work podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, And iTunes. On the topic, why high achievement oriented employees can be risky for organizations in the long run, listeners can look up for insights in episode 8. Listeners interested in building up their resilience muscle can look up for insights in episode 2 on why staunch acceptance of reality helps in facing adversity, episode 4 on How Making Meaning of Adversity Helps Build Resilience and Episode 1 on What Makes Resilience. Thank you for listening. Produced by Life Acumen helping organizations build high-performance culture.